Hello there, UCR fans, everyone out there in the Uncensored Radio universe. A bit of an intimate little special surprise for everyone today, especially if you're a fan of music. So it was just over two years ago, or so Facebook tells me, that I reached out to a teenage inspiration slash shining light of my young pop queerness love of everything amazing and she actually responded. And from there, I've managed to not only speak to one of my idols, but get to know her, and she is an amazing human being. It can be only one person. And, look, it feels so good to... um, Welcome back, Katie Underwood, to Uncensored Radio. You're making my cheeks hurt listening to you. Oh, look... My um, my Facebook my Facebook memories are like, do you know two years ago? I'm like, wait, what? I know, what? right? It's all lockdown life. I've I've yep. sort of banished those two years, I think, from my brain, just trying to pretend it never happened. But has been in the crazy. middle of all that, the my connection with you and the whole UCI crew was just so much fun and it, it gave me something different to do and we had a yeah. laugh and it was so enjoyable. So yeah. And- yeah, let's let's recap because it's been a hot little minute because someone got a little bit busy after <laughs> lockdown, didn't they? Somebody yeah. has just had a bit of a massive, like, does it feel like a shift or do you feel like the world's back to normal or what What, what does it feel like to be where you are at the moment? Because we're oh, going to talk about it more. releasing music again. I mean, I think, like... What I'm seeing now is actually a lot of Australian artists and I'm sure a lot of musical artists all over the world post-lockdown, we're all just going, right, it's a bit like having a second chance on life or I imagine if the pandemic was kind of like a near-death experience where everything is, almost everything is taken away from you and when you come out of that shell and go, okay, right, so what's really important to me? And so I think... For me, certainly during lockdown, I remembered how much I loved fiddling around on the piano or playing songs or writing songs or singing other people's songs or just whatever I could do. Um, and so as far as how it feels now, I kind of feel like I've been, this has just been the natural progression. As you know, we re-released the Bardo stuff in 2020 for the 20th anniversary. And then after that, Belinda and I got together and we made Cabell, even though we were still in separate states. Um, and so then Belinda got busy with Cabell and so that kind of just got put on pause and I thought, well, I, I'm not ready to stop. <laughs> I want to I make more music. So, yeah, and, and this song um, that I was releasing, Feels So Good, totally happened by accident. I know that sounds weird. So it's not like I sat down and went, right, I'm going to write uh, the next song. Um, but something in my life happened that triggered this song. And for those of you who have listened to it or will, it's kind of self-explanatory that, yeah, it it just spurned this natural urge to just kind of express it in song form. So it just just felt really good to kind of get back to that organic way of writing. It's like stuff happens, you write a song. Like that's not normally how my life rolls, but it did. Well, it kind of, yeah. It kind of must have helped. I think it helped everyone because you were stuck at home and you were forced to kind of 
not only deal with your own mental shit, but your own physical shit. You're looking around going, I have all this stuff. What is this stuff? And what does this stuff mean to me? And I know that a couple of your bandmates uh, were like, oh, I have, I've never seen this stuff for 20 years. I'm digging through boxes yeah. and there's press clippings. And that's like, oh, okay, cool. The nostalgia. Like, yeah. And even just the other week, I think someone posted the opening song of the, um, the Sydney concert, the first Bardo concert at the State Theatre. And Hold it. honestly, it had been 20 years since I've seen that, <laughs> if ever. Um, and it really, it just brought a tear to my eye. And I think because at the time when you're in it, you don't, you're, you're seeing it from the inside out. You don't get to ever really see yourself and what it looks like from the outside. And having, you know, another 22 years under my belt since then <laughs> to watch that video and all of us or five girls up on the stage just going, oh, we're so cute. <laughs> and it was, and then to hear the ah, screaming. Screaming teenage screaming, screaming that they're all now the we're all pushing, now we're all pushing forty now, so it's like uh, Or like you know, one of my um one of my daughter's primary school teachers was a Bardo fan. So oh, you know, no. they're all in their thirties now and educating my children. So that- it's a bit of a trip, but yeah, it was really, really nice to look back on it and just Yeah. I think you guys um I think you guys got the credit you deserved but like 20 years later yeah like it was nice that the arias kind of know like after so many years you guys got a little shout out on the arias and your fans did a whole big like you know hey bardo yeah bardo 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 well i think at the time you know australian the australian music industry has never been very kind to pop music it's not well understood in australia the uk gets it and they love it um, and I'm sure there are other countries that do as well. But um, so I think at the time the assumption was that, that the music we were creating was essentially disposable and would just be forgotten in a couple of years. And, yeah, the brand broke up and I guess for a while well, certainly we were. Um, but to think no. now, to see that 22 <laughs> years later um, there's still a huge fan following for a, for a band that isn't even around anymore. And, um, yeah, I think it's hard to... Shuffle that off as just a, a flash in the pan. I think we really well, did. Look, it's, yeah, it's not that far off 25 years now, is it? Yeah, well, we're creeping up there now. So <laughs> we're, creep, we're, creep, we're creeping up there now. So you guys you guys did some, some stuff together with Tiffany. Um, I, I will ask. You can tell me in your own opinion. Yeah. How close did we get to some sort of... Bardo moment before Cabell because we're going to talk about Cabell in a minute. But... Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, look, we, we tried really hard um, to make it work. I think maybe part of the problem is because we were all still in lockdown, we couldn't actually exactly. get together in person and discuss it. But we had lots of phone calls and emails and we were trying to figure out, well, how much is it going to cost to make this happen? Can we get fun? Yeah. Like all the boring but required parts yeah. of this conversation because none of us could afford to do it for free. Um, and then there was just the logistical concerns, you know, three out of the four of us um, parking Sophie, of course, because she was not interested and respectfully she's carved her own career and, and great yeah. for her. Um, but the four of us, you know, tossed it around as best we could, but it was just in the too hard basket, I think. The fantasy Look, and the reality just, yeah. just couldn't match up. So, and then, 
yeah, we tried to just even do some acoustic stuff with Tiffany, and Which that was really brilliant. Fun. And then she just, again, I think the reality of her and she runs a business and she's got six kids and, man, yeah. it's a lot, you know. So, a lot. So, you know, I don't know how she does it. I have no idea. I, I struggle <laughs> with, you know, two businesses and two kids. That's huge for me. So, yeah, it's a lot. So that's Look, how. As, that's I, yeah. as I said, 25 is coming up and it's a very – Healing number. I feel like it's a good number for pop bands. Steps had had their biggest their biggest success with their twenty fifth anniversary. Um, S clubs S S club seven are just getting back together for their twenty fifth anniversary. I mean, the kids will all be older in a couple of years. Like, yeah. Well, that's there's that. No, look, I I think in the one hand, (laughs) time is on our side, but then of course it means that we are all getting older as well. So I'm manifesting it, Katie. I'm manifesting it. I'm just going to. Oh, look, I, I wouldn't rule it out. My, my position the <laughs> we'll whole see. way has been if everyone's in and we can we can make it work, then, you know, I'm all in. But um, yeah. things are always changing for everyone. So we but just have to. We'll just see what happens coming up. Things do change. Like, Carbell, let's talk about how did well, that come about? Because we didn't really get a chance like we kind of we come on the show every now and then and be like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. We'll talk about that one day. And that one day has just never come up until now. And you're like, oh, no. I, I was very lucky and did find out a little bit of information before the rest of the world. And I sat on it because I'm I a know. good boy. And very I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> my inside body was screaming. But so when, how did you guys go? You know what? Let's do this. Let's, let's give it a go. Yeah, we did. But when the when the sort of Bardo reunion dream died off, I think we took about six months where we were all kind of licking our wounds. And um, you know, Belinda and I were available and keen. Um, we didn't have the challenges that the other two girls did, so um, we kind of just let it sit. And then I, I can't remember exactly how or who called who. Probably involved Joe, our good friend, who's always been kind of behind the project the whole way along. Um, and Belinda God and I bless you, Joe, by the way. God bless, bless Joe. Joe. Well, Belinda and I got God talking and we like, oh, is it weird if we do a duo? Like, what will people think? And I think my words probably were along the lines of give up what anyone else thinks. If you want to do it, babe, I'm ready to do it with you. Like, hello, if you can't get to over 40 and stop caring what if people think about you, then you know, what's the point? So that was really it. It's like, well, what have we got to lose? A bit of time, a bit of money, you know, we'll put some money in, we'll see what happens. And that was it. And so we released the first track and there was enough support and excitement and that was fun. And then we got to number two and yeah, it was just the intent was to continue doing it, but then life got busy. And then Belinda got busy with her. Life happened. Life happens. Yeah. But yeah, was it, was it refreshing to work with Belinda, just Belinda, as opposed to like you know a major label and other girls and da da da. It's like oh, you and me, we can do this. This is how it was we do. Really nice because in the Bardo songs, of course, all five girls had to be featured, and that was part of how the Bardo sound worked. Um, but as a result, you didn't often hear individual voices coming out, um, and I really enjoyed just hearing the tone and the feel of Belinda and my voices together. I think we're different enough um but also complimentary so yeah it was it was a real pleasure it was a shame we never actually got in the same recording studio I was hoping to do that um but yeah I think considering we were never in the same place when we were recording was really cool but you know we were constantly on the phone and message and bouncing back ideas so 
yeah, it was very much a collaboration. For, for you know, four people that came from reality TV, like, like it, it must be good to have the power, especially now that you're back solo again. Power? You, the power, you know, but you know what I mean. You're not. They're not going. You have to. You have to record this single. Like you have to record this single. Oh. And you know, we're okay. gonna we're gonna give you this much money, but not that much money because that's this. And you're like, okay, well, I can release what I want to do as opposed to, you know, a pre-selected. Yeah. There's certainly pros and cons of being independent, which I think is the word. Of course. <laughs> yeah. There's no power. There's um, no power. Well, yeah, being an independent artist, yeah, absolutely the pros are um, there are no checks and balances on what I'm doing. I can write my own stuff. I can sing someone else's stuff. I can do a country album. I can choose to do whatever I want to do. Um, but the cons are that I don't have major funding. <laughs> Um, exactly. I don't have some sugar daddy or sugar mama girlfriend in the back wings that's just like throwing me tens of thousands of dollars. So it is literally me working my ass off and every spare cent that I have after feeding my kids and clothing them in school and everything else. It's like, right, whatever I've got left over, I'm going to reinvest in my project. Um, yeah, so it's it's a big undertaking. But for me, I believe in what I'm doing. Um, and thankfully, a lot of the other people that I've got to work with me on this project believed in it too. So that's how we got to where we're at. Do you think that because of how much, you know, how much of your life it takes up, that it makes you appreciate the highs a little bit more and the lows a little bit more? Like, you understand it as opposed to, like, these kids that will win a reality show, release an album, and then go, oh, where, where's my career? <laughs> like you've got you you get you have to see the highs and lows you see the whole project and you know how much it costs to you know put something out and make a video which we'll talk more about later because I, someone's multitasking these I days know, right? <laughs> like i do you feel like as an independent artist you well you have to be more invested in what the product is and how much you're gonna how much time you're going to give it in your life i mean it can take over your life. But as you said, you have a family that you need to take care of and businesses and da-da-da. I don't know how you juggle it, but <laughs> I'll let you speak more on that. <laughs> yeah. So um, where do I start? Yeah, look, it's I think the difference coming into this project now as opposed to when I was young is I'm not, I'm not doing it to prove anything and I also have a, more realistic expectations of what's possible. Um, also, I have a whole other career in business that isn't going away. So I'm still doing sound healing. I still run meditation events. I still work as a massage therapist. I'm still using that whole skill set because that's my bread and butter. Um, so the advantage is that I can enjoy, I can just enjoy the process from making the music to making the videos to working with other artists to the excited moment where you think, oh, my God, is anyone going to buy the song? And, and maybe I'll get a chart position. Maybe I won't. Um, but to understand that the public's response to whatever I put out doesn't mean that it's good or bad or right or wrong. Um, it's nice if people like what you do, but I'm also wise enough to understand that not everything I put out uh, is going to be like, oh, that's amazing, you know. So I'm just as capable of writing a crap song as I am writing a good song. And a lot of it is just roll the dice and you go, well, I don't know how this is going to go, but fingers crossed people like it. And and that's it. But 
you know, for me personally, my sense of self-esteem is not attached to that product. Yeah. It's like if it goes well, great. I'm so excited and so happy. But if it doesn't go well, it's still a business. It's like if you're in a retail store and you go, am I going to sell yellow jars or orange jars? If the orange jars sell more and the yellows don't, you don't go, bad yellow jar, you're like, you just, it's just the market that we're in. So it's the same for me. If one song grabs and another one doesn't, I go, okay, cool. Well, that went all right, but not as well as I'd hoped. Move on to the next one. And so I think emotionally I'm a lot more robust. Um, whereas the younger <laughs> artists that are, you know, at the beginning of their career, every single release, their whole sense of self is invested in it. So I'm totally passionately into it, but then I'm like that with everything I do. So yeah. <laughs> that's kind of no different. Um, as for how I do it, yeah, I probably work 80 hours a week instead of the average 40 because I'm literally running two businesses now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, trying to find time to cuddle my kids and go to Woolies and get the groceries and stuff like that that needs to happen. It's a little harder, but you just got to do it, you know. My kids haven't starved yet and they have clean clothes every day, so I'm like, okay, that's enough. Everything else is negotiable. That is a win. That is a win. But speaking of jars, speaking of jars, you've had a lot of um, you've had a lot of jars. You've had in your time, you had a lot of different flavors in your jars. So many jars. It's nice to see you on social media, rediscovering some of these old jars for people that may not have seen these jars before. Lots of your features and um, some stuff you did before Bardo and stuff like that. Is it nice to educate the world that you're like? I didn't just pop out of a vacuum. I I, I, know, I have yeah. a body of work. <laughs> I know. And I think I didn't even realise how much I'd done until I started updating my, you know, Linktree profile. I'm like, man, I've done a lot in the last 20 years. But a lot of what I've done hasn't been mainstream. So the average person out there, you know, just kind of remembers, oh, Katie Underwood, Redhead from Bardo. Oh, I like that Disco Montego song. And then as far as they're concerned, I just vanished. Um, because I've never courted celebrity and I wasn't interested in staying in the public eye. Um, I just kind of quietly went went along and occasionally recorded all of these songs and projects and albums and things that I wanted to do. Um, but, yeah, now it's nice to kind of dig them all out of the archive. And as I said to you uh, off cam just before we logged on, I've just got a new Mac. So part of that process was I had to dig out all the old files on my terribly sad dying Mac and discovered all of these old photos I'd completely forgotten about. So, yeah, in this whole musical resurgence, there's been this sort of reminding myself and sharing all these old memories with people and showing them images that have never been seen before and that I certainly haven't looked at for like 10 years. So, yeah, there's been just a lot of genuine fun and nostalgic joy in this whole project for me. So we'll talk about probably one of your one of your funnest jars your your solo baby is is um of legal age and is an adult these days beautiful is beautiful is yeah. getting a re-release you're like wait who are we talking about now? where are we going with this question oh she's yeah spent, man she's, she, she's big in the house the youngsters out yeah. there don't know what that means but um, i know right it was like <laughs> get that king back in my day 21 you were considered an adult um, yeah, so after this track where I've been working hard on 
doing a new version of Beautiful. I actually wasn't able to get the original version to re-release it, otherwise I possibly could have just done that. So the only way around it is I had to re-record my own version. Um, so I'm working with my producer, Rob, and we've been trying to stay as true as we can to the original version because I know people have a lot of love for that, um, but just infuse a subtle flavour of, of newness and nowness. So I think we're like one more session away from totally getting the final mix together and, yeah, and then we'll start getting some new remixes. So I'm hoping like April, May, but at this point it's too early to call a date on it. But, yeah, the 21st anniversary version of Beautiful is coming. So, yeah, Mama's been hard at work in the studio. That's so exciting. It's just, it, I think for, especially for the fan base, all of these milestones, you can't help but go back to where you were at that time in your life. And I remember, yeah. I remember the, I remember beautiful coming out. I remember <laughs> very embarrassingly um, being at a pub one night and there was karaoke night. I was like, yes, <laughs> it's happening. And I picked beautiful and it was like, oh, whatever. I was like, Right. Yeah, you wait. And then by the Did end, they were like, yeah. I smashed it, baby. You would be proud. And I was like, yeah. But it was the time before, you know, mobile phones and mobile yeah. cameras and stuff. No and evidence. Could, <laughs> no, ev no, no evidence. I have a very grainy photo of um of, of me on stage with Tiffany when she came to Newcastle for a gig, singing my little heart out with her. Uh, but there is no there is no evidence of um of the beautiful domination. But it was that was such a great time in Australian music too, especially for Australian pop music. And it's nice, as you said, to see these. Uh, I guess what would what would you call it? Well, we will say um, retro artists. Vintage, vintage retro artists. I know we're all <laughs> coming out. <laughs> Like, I'm that I'm aware of people that have released that I respect and admire. So sister to sister have gotten back and they've right. released new music. So good. And your Doco's just released some new music with Bachelor Girl. Bachelor um, Girl. Road Traders just dropped a fresh track. Like a lot has happened this month in Australian music. And I think we are what I think the rule for anything retro is if it's 20 years old, you kind of it comes you got it, back yeah, you around. Got it. So yeah. a bit like fashion, I think That's, music is moving I was about to say that. in the same way that all the artists that were kind of hot in the spot, you know, 20 years ago are coming out of the woodwork. So yeah, I'm not alone in, um, you in my revival alone. of uh, my place in the music business. And it's so great to see particularly other women um, just putting themselves out there and we're all taking a chance you know we don't know how things are going to go but just to have the courage to do it anyway I think you know I will always admire anyone who's willing to do that 100% and especially for Aussie pop females I can't have enough of you everyone everyone just release something and it'll be great we'll have yeah. a big party it'll be amazing we'll live our lives and just bop on it's amazing times <laughs> it's very it's very therapeutic to see like in your new release schedule on Spotify yeah sister to sister road traders Katie, I know right living my life I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> my teenager years are validated because <laughs> you must like because you've got to think back in the day, like this is why our parents loved certain acts for their entire life because some of them didn't go away. 
but now that we are, now that we, the elder millennials, I will call us, are in control. I'm a a Gen Xer, I think. I know. You're a Gen Xer. I'm an elder millennial. (laughs) Millennials, yes, okay. We are are kind of the adults of the world now, so we can pick and choose the things that we loved and go, it's time for them to come back and we will support them. And I'm, I'm glad that it's happening for especially Australian pop females because you guys do not get enough credit. But credit where credit is due, because you have taken the reins and you are dominating with your new single. <laughs> Tell us all. But, well, you are, take, you are like, you are going, all right, this is it. It's happening. You know I'm, I'm going to put it behind I'm, the I'm pouring myself on social media. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> that, yes. And that's why we love you, Katie. That's why we love you, because you'll talk to us about it. <laughs> oh, man. It's fun. Though. But as you said, it feels so good. Tell us, you would, yeah, give us a little bit more about it, because yeah, some people might so not have the, heard it yet. The real life story. So the stories, the, the theme of this song is basically, and look, anyone perhaps over the age of, 40 or even 35, maybe you've been in a relationship, gotten divorced, broken up, and you've hit that point where you've basically just given up on the thought that you'll ever meet anyone who's ever going to make your heart go pitter-patter again. And then suddenly someone just appears and you're like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting that. Um, (laughs) You know, and that's kind of what happened to me. And I, I just all of a sudden... I met this person and I thought, oh, oh my God, I, I feel like a teenager again, like that kind of thing. Now, as it happened, that didn't progress much further than a few weeks, but the feeling was so real. And it was in that kind of sweet pocket that I got inspired to write this song. And, you know, because of my, I'm 47 now. So, you know, when, when women in particular get to my age or even men and you just think, eh, it's not going to happen now, <laughs> you know, and a lot of people do give up, but it's so inspiring when you find someone and whether it's an intimate someone or just a new bestie, and you're like, oh, man, I really like you. You know, so um, that was kind of the spirit of the song that I wanted to capture and, and relay. You know, it's not just about falling in love. It could be about maybe you get pregnant after giving up and you tried for five years and suddenly your baby appears. Like, wow, I didn't expect that to happen. This is so cool. Um yeah, my, I think my bestie Nelly described it as when I said, what, is the sound, what does the song feel like for you? She said, it sounds like hope. And I thought that that just really gave me tingles when she said that. And I thought, yeah, that's really, really cool. And particularly coming out of COVID and all the rubbish that went on in, during that time. And we won't talk about all that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was important to me to bring something out that just felt light and fun. But That's but exactly right. Real. Yeah. Yeah. When I first heard it, it gave me. It has enough of that throwback sound that you do. You you go, oh, okay. This this is something in the background. This is going. <laughs> I register with this something. <gasps> remember being young and remember being like you know the world was your oyster and anything could happen and it wasn't oh. about bills and you have to do this and you have to do that and it was just about feeling good and chasing those feelings and acknowledging those feelings and. Sometimes you just need to shut up and dance, really, don't you? You just need to turn everything off and go, time for a bop, babe. Let's do it. Yeah, well, I think there's enough stress and drama in the world and it's for me music is about lifting people out of that. You know, there are other artists, like the whole country music scene is about delving into the blues and difficult feelings and, you know, that music has its place for that. Um, But for me, pop music and dance music has always been about lifting 
lifting the vibe and feeling better. So that's that's always where my focus is. And you are chief, you know, head bottle washer and everything at, at, at Katie and Underwood Industries. <laughs> at, at, at Katie Underwood Industries. And literally everything you've, else. You've, like. you've literally just, like, discovered a love for, I, I guess, is it love? I guess it's an infatuation and an interest. And you and you start to go, I actually don't mind doing this. Visuals and stuff like that now. You're like, you're the yes. girl. I Well, so when you're an independent artist, you have to get creative about, wow, um, I don't have five grand to spend on a film clip. And even saying five grand for a clip is pretty conservative. <laughs> and I thought, how? But I feel like I needed a, a clip. And so anyway, I, I just did what any normal thinking person would do and Googled how to make an affordable film clip. <laughs> and I found <laughs> that all of a sudden there were all these incredible websites with like pro shot footage of almost every subject imaginable. So, so I, I quickly subscribed and went, oh, okay, oh, kind of thought, all right, I'll just join up and this will be like a make a video site. <clears throat> anyway, I did that. And then it wasn't that. It was just all the content. And I'm like, I don't, I still don't know how to make a film clip and this isn't going to do it for me. So then I Googled. <laughs> this is literally how I, I got on this journey, right? Um, this is how we love it. <laughs> easiest, easiest programs to use to make a clip. And I got two options. I got iMovie, which is free for me on my iMac, and then something else that was going to be 300 bucks. I'm like, I'll go with the iMovie option. Thank you. <laughs> And kind of just fell into doing it. I'm like, surely it can't be that hard. And um, apparently it's not. So, I mean, it is, it's time-consuming because yeah. I, do, I, I pay special attention to, you know, you've got to get the speed of each clip right and then there's a whole process in it, which I won't bore you Transitions with. and timing and, and all the stuff. Filter on it and this and that. So, you know, it's so um, it is consuming, but I know that, the end result, I want to get to that point where I'm really happy with it. So to be quite fair, the very first film clip that I did for this Feel So Good project wasn't my best work because it was literally my first attempt at it. But I thought, you know what, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough. It just has to be enough going on that people can watch it and not get bored. Uh, and then the second one, I got a little better, and the third one, a little better. And then the last clip that I made was actually for the third remix, so the Yulk remix, which comes out, well, depending when you air this, comes out February 24th. Um, and that one, I think I got right in the sweet spot. But having said that, my my clip for the Anthony Papa, Jamie Stevens remix is pretty cool as well. Like, it's kind of like Ooh. a big day. Um, you know how they play on the big screens when you're yeah. like, like a dance party and they have like these visuals playing behind the DJ? Like the whole clip's like that. So oh, that was really fun to make. I'm like, hmm, what will the kitties want to look at when they're having a good time at home and got the, got the TV on? I'm like, yes, yes. Bless. We're Bless having our own dance parties, parties in our lounge rooms. Totally spin their head. So, um, <laughs> yeah, look, I've had a lot of fun uh, with it. And, yeah, I didn't hemorrhage like 10 grand making these four clips. So it just takes time, which it's I have. Which you, well, some, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we have times. Yeah, you know, it's available, and yeah, as you said, there there is a whole rollout plan. There's more remixes. There's videos. There's yeah, all this kind of stuff coming. Oh, look, I haven't even told you what's happened after beautiful. I would make your head spin, to be honest. 
So, yeah, I, three weeks, yeah, it's had three versions, one of which comes out tomorrow. We've got another one coming out not till early March. Um, there's another new full vocal remix of the Boogie Nights dub that's a work in progress, apparently. Um, <laughs> and we're planning to do an acoustic version. So just with this one song, there's still a lot to come out of it. And then they'll be beautiful. And then after that, there's two other projects uh, that I already have um, in the works. And one of them's already been recorded. The other one I'm yet to get in the studio for. So I will be keeping myself and all of you um, quite busy for the rest of the year. But, yeah, it's it's just infused such a sense of creative joy into my life. And that's that's really what it's about for me. That is amazing. I think that everyone will be very happy to know that, you know, that Katie will have will have little surprises popping up. In our Spotify feeds going off like, oh, an acoustic version. Oh, but that's great that you have, you know, that you have the ability to spend that much time on one song and go, you know what? Here's a different version of it. Here's this. Here's that. And and people will grab what they want to grab, like you said. They'll go, oh. Some people love acoustic versions. Some people are all about that life. And you're well, like, see, you know. The thing is, if, if a song is good, not everyone, I mean, I even though I love dance music, I fully get that not everybody does. Um, but I believe in the song. And I think that if the song is good enough, it'll translate in any medium. And we saw that with Beautiful back in the day when we released it. It was doing well in the clubs, but it wasn't until we did the live performance of it on the panel, um, <laughs> which was, yeah, I, I kind of acoustic-y, but, you know, was a live band performance that then all of a sudden it got the attention of the mass population and then yeah. Beautiful technically became a hit. So it was only because of that version, I think, that it really crossed over into the mainstream. Now, I'm not suggesting that Phil Sigurd would will follow the same trajectory by any means, but I think for me it's important to present the song in as many different ways as I'm capable of. And then, as you say, people pick and choose. Oh, not hot on that version, but I love that one. And it's like, well, here's the platter, you know, choose what you want. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll keep taking that approach with it, I think. I think it's great. It's it's fantastic. And it is, I, I am so happy for you that you are happy to release this music and feel inspired. And because it's been a journey, it's been a ride, you know, like over the last couple of years for everyone, it's been a ride about what you want to do and where you want to spend your time and how much time you want to spend on things. But it's always nice to rediscover a love for something and to go, you know what, let's do this again. Let's give, it a, let's give it another red hot go and put it out there and see what you can do. So if you have not, people, if you have not Spotified, Apple Music, whatever you do, Katie's new work feels so good. You need to do it right now. Right now, there is no excuse because she has had a little bit of a tell, – tell, tell the people. Tell the people about our debut. Tell the people. What happened? Who were you in company with on the dance chart? Oh, right. Well, so it was yeah, a hot moment. Come the charts on. are really. Oh, look. To put it in perspective, the iTunes charts are updated um, every hour and every day, so it's really yeah. hard. It's it's kind of easy to get in, but not. It's not easy to get in. Not easy to stay. Yeah, not easy to stay. Probably not easy that. to stay in. But yes, I we we did debut technically at number three on the iTunes dance chart on the day of release. And above me were David Guetta and Tiesto with their releases, which, of course, they've got millions and squillions of followers and they just 
down, stay on in there in the charts because they're such a huge brand. Um, but right. I was happy just to be there for a couple of days right. before watching hey. slip out of the charts. <laughs> <laughs> again, you, you you don't have a major label going, yes, let's pump no. this song every five seconds. That is, I was like, you go, girl. You get up yeah. there. Like, uh, David Getter, was- have a look. Like, come check out Katie Underwood, David. She'd yeah, love to I work with you. Not very much. <laughs> but <laughs> look, was, I think it was just wonderful to see that the people power is still there. You know, yes, yeah. of course, I've invested some money in, in some marketing, but a lot of it is, most of it has been organic, which is the people that I know online and then I guess if people discover it through some other channels accidentally. So for me, everybody who shares or likes or posts it, it, it makes a huge difference. And and we saw that on the debut. So um yeah. Well, we love to be in yeah, we love to be an accidental channel for discovery. That's kind of our brand. So yeah. <laughs> Please happily, happily accidentally discover the lovely Katie Underwood. She has a lot more to offer than she, as she's just promised. So if you want to check out her back catalog, she is on all the major streamies because that's what you got to do these days. You got to be <laughs> in it to win it. And any updates that the lovely Katie has, I will share with you all. Katie, it has been such a pleasure to catch up with you. I wish you nothing but the best. You are a beautiful light in the world of Australian pop music, pop and dance music. And I just, every time you put a release out, I go, oh, it gives you a little oh. So hopefully there's many more oohs to come for us all. And yeah, much success, much love, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, Thank keep you. us posted. Thank you. I will. I will. I'll update you when Beautiful gets close and um, when it's come out. So, awesome. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, no worries. Make sure you're following Katie Underwood on social media as well. Otherwise, we'll see you very, very soon again on Uncensored Radio. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.